0: Alright, so I know I keep saying that I'm not going to be doing too many more episodes this season alone, but here we are. Uh, I am alone yet again, and I know I said I wasn't going to do a bunch of true crime episodes, but (laughs) here we are with another true crime story yet again. Don't worry, this one's a little more detailed than the last one. Um, I have done a little bit more research than I did on the last one. Um, Research that did not require anything off of TikTok. Fortunately, Anyways, um, but yeah, I've actually taken notes on this one. Usually when I do podcasts, I try to do everything from memory, which leads to me rambling quite a bit. I mean, I'm probably still going to ramble quite a bit, but this one is better researched. I have notes. I have kind of a script that I'm going to go off of. So, um, tonight we are covering the case of a missing hiker, or an unidentified hiker named mostly harmless so if you haven't heard of this case in January of 2021 he was identified and I didn't hear about this case until February and since then it's just been something that's been in my brain and I wanted to tell you about this guy who for a long time we didn't know who he was so here we go Given some of the heavier natures of the topics in this, um, I kind of wanted to talk about what's been on my mind. Basically, I myself have been in a little bit of a rut of depression and anxiety recently. And I know a lot of other people have as well, especially over the last two years. So I just wanted to like check in, let you know I'm, I'm going to be okay. I'm still kind of going through it, but I'm going to be okay. And I hope that you're okay. <laughs> So, um, we're going to discuss some really, really crazy stuff. So in this moment, I just kind of want to open the floor to let you all know it's okay to talk about mental health. It's okay if you're struggling, it's okay to not be okay sometimes. And if that's you, don't worry. Like A lot of us are really good at hiding that we're not okay because we aren't, even though we might seem like we are. So like I said, this is kind of going to deal with like a lot of mental health stuff, this whole story is. And so because of that, I kind of want to just, instead of doing like a question of the day, I'm just going to leave a little mental health check-in and you can kind of like answer how you're doing. How are you doing? Doing okay? Because I really do want to know. I feel like we're all friends here. And so uh, leave your little answer somewhere. On here, in the community tab, on my Instagram, on my Snapchat, if you still use Snapchat. Alright, so it's no secret that I love 80s hair metal. And with that being said, the song of the day is kicks. Don't close your eyes and it'll make sense by the time you hear the story. Um, I'm going to say this again, or actually for the first time, and then I'm going to say it again later in the episode. I... Don't think you should be afraid to ask for help. If you need the help, definitely get the help. And I will link the hotline for you in the description box below if you should need this. On July 23rd, 2018, two hikers discovered the remains of a man in his tent in Big Cypress National Preserve in Florida. Who was he? Where did he come from? Where was he going? No one knew, and they wouldn't know for another nearly three years. In his tent were power bars, multiple notebooks, $3,500 in cash, but no credit cards, ID, or cell phone, which makes the situation very strange. So, basically, the cops couldn't identify this man, so they him to an autopsy where they discovered he was only 86 pounds. He had no injuries or sign of foul play. They ran his DNA through their database, his fingerprints, everything, and nothing came up. So they labeled him a John Doe. Why did he have so much money? Why didn't he have a phone in 2018? Like, didn't everybody have phones? Pretty common for people to be attached to a phone in these modern times, especially like in the last four or five years. And... So basically the only evidence they had were his notebooks. And in the notebooks, there was one that had like different recipes and things for different power bars and like hiking foods that he wanted to come up with that were like low carb. And then there was one that had a bunch of computer codes and numbers and all that, which they later on found out was for a game called Scrapes. So they were going to use, try and use these notebooks to identify him, but were unable to do that either which eventually labelled him as a John Doe. So the police did the only thing they could to help identify this man and release a computer-generated image of him to the media and within weeks, within weeks, they got a hit on who this guy could have been. So the first hit they got was from a woman who was a trail angel So basically what trail angels are, are they will are people who will help through hikers through hiking is basically when you go hiking from like from one state to another and you do like these big hikes. Trail angels are people who will like bring you food or let you charge your phone or take a shower at their house or stay the night or maybe even drive you from one trail to another trail. Like if you can't get from place to place. And she said that she actually had a picture of him but did not know his name or anything about him other than the fact that he did not have a phone and was trying to rely on kind of like this printed out map. He was trying to map out of the trails himself and figure it out himself. So from there, um, just an outpouring of all these different hikers coming forward with different stories and photographs. They would have photographs of this man. But no one knew his actual identity. They all said he only identified himself as mostly harmless, which when you're hiking, if you don't know, you get like a like a trail name. And his was mostly harmless because when someone asked who was there, he said, I'm harmless mostly. So they said, or mostly harmless, something like that. So they said, your name is mostly harmless. And that is kind of just what he started going by. Um, he at one point was staying in a hostel during a hurricane, and he went as well by Bill Bellamy. And there were even bits of information about that he had worked for a tech firm or like in an office, and that he had a sister, and even evidence of him at one point having a travel partner, a woman with gray dreadlocks that for a few weeks he traveled with, and multiple people had pictures of them these two together. This man mostly harmless and this this gray-headed dreadlocked woman together um so they thought you know problem solved we'll find this woman and she she can hopefully identify him for us and tell him us something about him but unfortunately they were unable to find this woman or identify this woman and no one else seemed to know much about her either so but the good news is from all this all these like leads and other bits of information that they found out from him, from other hikers. They were able to kind of set up a timeline of where he came from, which was in New York. And were able to map out where he traveled from from New York all the way to Florida and how he got there. Now, some things to take note of basically he had a super large backpack and when you're doing through hiking or long hikes you know it's you want to travel as light as possible because you have to carry all of that and he had a two-man tent which again is something that would be very hard to carry in your pack and very heavy so um these things pointed to the fact that he may not have been an experienced hiker so Again, they didn't know exactly how he had died, but the fact that he was at the time in an experienced hiker could have meant something. Now, with this being said, with all that information, they were still unable to link him to any missing, repers- missing person's report and still didn't have enough in- information to identify him for another two years. So... I mean, there's tons of, like, Reddit posts and other things if you want to go search the internet where you can actually read these stories and other things these people have said. um, I looked up a few. They're actually pretty interesting. And from most of what I had read, it seemed that he was usually reported as being a very kind man, that he, like, would always help people do the best he could to, like, you know just be there for people and all that on the trail. And from what it sounded like is he seemed to have make a, made a lasting impact on almost everyone he met. So it's strange that with as much of an impact as he had on these people, that they still didn't know anything about him really. Um, The other information that they got was that he was, Had He wore like a knee brace because he had some sort of injury and was only going 10 miles a day, which when you're through hiking is kind of low. You would try to get as far as you can, as far as possible as you can in one day and 10 miles a day is kind of like a small increment. But like I said, he had like some sort of injury or medical thing going on. So he didn't always, um, he couldn't go as far basically, So, yeah, but like I said, for another two years, he was just at this coroner's office um, unidentified. He had no identifying marks. He had no tattoos or anything. The only identifying mark he had was a scar on his belly, kind of like from where his belly button is to like his lower belly, and if he was wearing clothes, which in most pictures that you see and most of the people that he talked to, you know, he, he was wearing his clothes, so they couldn't even see that. And so, there he was, just unidentified, known as mostly harmless for two years. So eventually, in December of 2020, his computer-generated photo had circulated enough and enough had been said about him on the internet that somebody finally did come forward with an Id- identification of this man. So it was one of his, I found conflicting reports, or I don't know if it was like the same guy, but there's reports that said it was an old roommate and then other reports that said it was an ex coworker. worker So I'm not sure exactly, but This man identified him to the police as Vance John Rodriguez and he also told the police that he was known to suffer from bouts of depression that sometimes would last years and during these times he would get very bad mood swings and would push away all of his family and friends become very just like angry and mean and just make people go away and so they said after a while like When he'd get into these mood swings, everybody just would stop contacting him because every time they did, he was just like rude. And so they were just like not wanting any of it. And he also gave answers about this man's scar. Mostly Harmless had the scar from a prior suicide attempt where he supposedly shot himself in the stomach with a shotgun. Then then changed his mind and decided he didn't want to die, waved down a a passing car and these people were able to get him help and he lived um so from this police were then able to contact his siblings and confirm that through fam- familial DNA tests that this was who this man said it was so he had, he got identified and Him hiking and traveling like that actually came as a shock to those who did know him because after the roommate came out or coworker, whoever, two of his ex-girlfriends actually came out and said that this was kind of shocking to them because the first ex-girlfriend said that basically she, for years, all the years they were together, would beg him to travel with her and he would say no. And she would try and tell him like, let's go somewhere. And he would tell her, we have all we need at home. Like, we don't need to go anywhere. If you want to see pictures of places, like, just go on Google and, like, look it up. Like, you know, then you, then you will see how things look. And then the other girlfriend had said that during these times when he would get these bouts of depression... He would become very emotionally and verbally abusive and they were together for five years and even lived together and she said that it got so bad that he at one point had locked her locked her out of their apartment while she was undressed and that when she finally left it was so bad that she refused to go and get her things from his apartment. Um, his landlord also did come out and say that in April of, I think it was 2018 or... 2017, I'm not sure, he hadn't paid rent in six months, so he went to go to to Vance's, or Mostly Harmless's, apartment, and get his rent money, and noticed that, you know, all his stuff was there, but he was just gone, and he never came back, so he kind of figured that this man had skipped out on the rent, and he was just gone, so, um, yeah, so, Nobody reported him missing because they kind of figured, you know, he's in one of his bouts of depression. He doesn't want to talk to us. And not hearing from him during this bout of depression wasn't uncommon. It wasn't like, so nobody knew he was missing, essentially. Or he wasn't really missing. He kind of like ran away. So him disappearing like this wasn't shocking. But the traveling part was. All right, so yes, he started his journey in 2017. So the landlord went there in 2017. I stand corrected. And the last time he had been seen was basically a year after he just took off and left his apartment and everything. The last time he was seen was alive anyways, was in April of 2018 in the same exact camping area that he had been at when they found his body. So for three months he had been there. And they believed he had committed a suicide in some way. They didn't say how. They just said they believed it was some sort of suicide attempt because he was 86 pounds. The only food that was there was power bars. So they don't know if he just for three months just got into a bout of depression and just never left his tent or if he purposely just... Steered clear of people and everything else and just let himself starve to death. They weren't sure. So they weren't sure if it was like suicide on purpose or pretty much he was so too depressed to do anything, didn't have the energy to just survive, you know? And it's kind of weird to think that people can get into like that sort of state of a depression where you sleep all day. And actually, no, it isn't because I've done that before. Um, But yeah, To me, it's just like, I feel like it's so talked about for women, but it's strange to hear a story about men who are that depressed. And I feel like we don't talk about it for guys as much, but recently we've been talking about it for women a lot. So I, I feel like we need to normalize like more mental health stuff, especially for men because they, they tend to hide it more and not talk about it as much. So I want to like normalize it being okay for like Meant to be struggling with stuff because they're supposed to be like the strong ones, you know. And they are, I'm sure they are, a lot of them are. We're all strong, but we all can also have struggles. So finally, on January 20th, 2021, his identity was released to the media, and our story has come to a close. So, kind of a like sad because he's gone um sad because of what he was going through at the time but also happy ending because we did find out who this man was and mostly harmless now has a name um his name is Vance John Rodriguez I've been saying it over and over this whole podcast so I don't know why I could barely remember it for a second sorry guys Anyways, um, but yeah, I just thought this was like a really weird, interesting case, and I thought I would tell you about it. And it just has been on my mind a lot lately. And it was such a kind of a weird story that I thought I would stick it in here for Hell Week since some of my other episodes didn't work out. And I just thought, perfect opportunity. Let's talk. So words of wisdom for tonight, I understand like struggling with mental health, even now, like even though the conversation has opened up about it, it's hard to talk about. And so the my words of wisdom to you are don't be afraid to ask for help, even if it's from like a therapist or something. And if you really are struggling and you're kind of in a bad situation or in a dark place, I will link the suicide hotline down below in case you need it and be safe and be careful guys. All right. And that's the curious case of the mostly harmless hiker and how he sat unidentified for nearly three years. And this is where I'm going to leave you and say how much I love you and to say goodbye and to say that I promise the guests are coming. I know I keep saying that they are and then they don't, They will be here, I promise. Um, And so yeah, I will talk to you guys tomorrow.